0: If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it. And healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.
1: Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I'm so excited. We have a special guest with us. We have Sifu Love, and I am going to let him take a minute to introduce himself. Tell us a little bit about you and who you are and what you do.
2: Sure. I am so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, So my name is Sifu Love. I am the wellness warrior. And what I do is I teach people how to utilize movement meditation practices as a way to understand what is going on with them and to work through the challenges that they're facing. The movement meditation practices are rooted in um, traditional Chinese medicine principles and martial arts principles. And I find that the discipline of the movement meditation allows people to re-examine how they wanna be in the world and then begin to actually do that. Begin to move in the way that they want to be. And it's really, it's, it's a little bit of a workout. It's also inspiring. And it's it's really relaxing at the same time. It's all of that put into one.
1: Yes, no, that is awesome and very important. I think of mindfulness and control as you were describing it. How did you get into this space?
2: So for me, i um, I began meditating around 10 or 11. um, And there's a number of reasons why I started meditating. One is because I had a really bad stutter and I couldn't even like speak out my thoughts. My thoughts were jumbled all in my head and I was being made fun of for that. Um, I started meditating because I started to sense different spirits that were trying to communicate with me, be it ancestors or um, other beings that were communicating with me. And there's just a lot for me to handle um, I felt my own mental health kind of go go haywire and my emotional health kind of went, went haywire also just because of what I was experiencing. Um, I started meditating and I, and I found that when I was in that meditative space, the world was completely different. I was able to see people's actions, people's responses toward me or reactions toward me. I was able to see myself and feel what was honest and true for me. I was able to imagine the future that I I wanted to have. Um, And so to be in that meditative space was like absolutely beautiful. It was like um, nirvana. It was like ecstasy. Um, And then, you know, I would have my my beautiful meditation sessions and then I would leave the meditation sessions and then I'd be like, okay, the world is back now. Oh my gosh. Okay. So then I would feel that flux of stress and anxiety come back. And, And I was like, well, how can I keep this meditative state, but then bring it into the everyday life, have that integration, which is not really talked about in in meditation practice very often. Um, I started doing Chinese martial arts and I found that I can bring the meditative practice into the movement. So my punches became a way for me to relax into my body and express gratitude outward into the world. And then it just became this whole spiral of like creating new practices that bridge together spirituality, meditation and and movement and martial arts and dance and all the things that I was doing. Um, I studied psychology um, for my for my grad work, but for undergrad, I was really interested in in wellness and the ways in which society influences our our own wellness. And so it it was a constant thread that I've been thinking about. And then once I got my um, degree, my, my master's degree in psychology, I was like, okay, let's go, let's go ham, let's focus really, really on this aspect. And that's how I ended up creating the business that I have right now, which is the, it's a wellness business where I help people um, achieve happiness and success in, in their own means and live into their desires through these various movement meditation practices.
1: Now you're speaking my language. Live their desire, their purpose to their fullest potential. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. In our audience, you know, we have a lot of nurses who listen because we're the nurse wellness uh, podcast. So nurses are really stressed right now. We're definitely in a nursing crisis, burnout stress. It's up here, right? It's really high.
2: It's beyond there. It's like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you can't even measure it. But nurses are leaving the profession, and you know something I'm passionate about is really helping nurses reconnect with their passion for the profession. so mm-hmm. what is something that nurses can do to incorporate mindfulness or meditation or movement into their practice being so stressed
2: mm-hmm. yeah where
1: would they start
2: yeah so and i'll i'll be very i'll be very specific with you because i i i feel it i feel like in, in, in my meditations recently, I've been tapping into the, the energy of the nurses that, that I'm close to, and, and even the ones that I'm not close to, and I just feel this overwhelm, it's really heavy overwhelm. Um, and so I wanna provide something that's really, really helpful. The core of my practices is I start people off with tuning into the pelvic floor and realizing what's going on within that particular space. Because if the pelvic floor is tight and condensed, then there's no way for you to experience your own, I call it the life force, your own life force come up within you. And when we're stressed, when we're worried, when we're anxious, what we do is, is we clench the pelvic floor. We clench the anus, we clench the uh, pubococcygeal muscle complex, Those the muscles that used to hold your, your urine. And when you clench all of that, there's no way for your own energy to explode or not explode, to, to flow through you. So what I like to do is help people relax the pelvic floor, like intentionally relax those areas. And then imagine as you're breathing, your breath is flowing from there up through the body and back down and creating that cycle of breath. And you can add movement into it as well. So moving through that cycle and really feel and begin to imagine and feel that flow of breath coming back through. And whenever I tell people to do that, all of a sudden they get images. But they get feelings that come back up, they get like feelings I haven't felt in like years or thoughts that haven't they haven't explored for for a while. And what that is, is, is I say it's, it's the life force that's coming back up into the field of expression. So now you're beginning to see your own desires, you're beginning to see your own uniqueness come back just from relaxing the pelvic floor, breathing and moving with the breath, with the, the space in the pelvic floor.
1: So pelvic floor, when you, when you're describing it, I'm thinking of Kegel exercises, is that kind of sort of what we're kind of tapping into?
2: Sort of, sort of. So the Kegel exercises is, is typically more, more of a quick, it's kind of quick and it's not, it's not as deep. So I I like to think of like, you can think of the Kegel as, as, as as that tensing and the relaxing, but focus focusing on the, the, the relaxing piece. So that complete relaxation and, I think of it as like literally pushing down on the pelvic floor. so like literally pushing down, like, like, you know, adding a little bit of tension to push down and then relax and find that sense of of relaxation. And just doing that allows you to tune more into the inner body. And when you tune to the inner body, it allows for everything else to kind of come into focus. Cause now you're not focused on the outer world and what's going on, what, happening with the patients and the doctors and all of that. But now you're focused on yourself. You're literally focused on your body, your breath, and your expression.
1: So really internally, kind Mm of focusing internally on what's going on with you and centering yourself.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Because it's so easy to get wrapped up in the 20, 30 things that are happening around you. And while those things are happening, if you just stop and take a minute to just you know, feel into that area, breathe and just relax, then all of a sudden your focus is like, it's honed inward. And I think that's what's really, really helpful for when we're faced with all these difficulties and the uncertainties and the unknowns that are happening.
1: And I also think it's important that, you know, our listeners understand that this is something you have to want and you're willing to try Because it's different, right? And I always talk about that mindset of, yes, I'm stressed. And sometimes, you know, we kind of thrive on stress, but stress can kill you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It can. (laughs) It can definitely kill you. So being open to to trying new things to really understand the importance of reducing stress. So can you talk to us about mindset and being able to practice what you teach?
2: Yeah. You know, you, you hit it on hit the nail on the head of like, sometimes people just want to stay in their stress. They want to stay in that space because that's what they're comfortable with. You know, if if you've lived your life with some trauma and that's all you know, you know, that that, that becomes your comfort zone. And it's easy when other situations are around that that are stress inducing, you're like, oh, let me gravitate toward that because that's what I've always known. So it's a part of it is recognizing that here is my usual pattern i I jump to this this anxious thing i jump to this thing that reminds me of whatever is is traumatic um recognizing that and you know this is why i call myself a wellness warrior and my students are warriors it's like i recognize this pattern but i'm going to turn away from it i'm i'm going to take the action to go against this way of being. And and that action, that decision is a very powerful one that's life-changing and it's difficult. It's not easy to just say, okay, this is how I've always been. Now I'm going to turn away from that and try a new way of being. And so, you know, this is why I I love teaching this through the realm of martial arts, because martial arts is about discipline. It's about continued practice. So there are days when I get on my mat and I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm ready to train. And there's days where I stand on the mat and I'm just like, I I just want to just collapse. But then I'm like, no, like the warrior move is to continue and continue and try and try and try. And it looks different each day. Some days I do like intensive practices. Some days I'm just lying on the mat breathing for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done for today. I think having that grace and flexibility with yourself to say that I'm going to do whatever I can for my own health. And it might look like breathing. It might look like me buying my favorite meal and just like, like, like really indulging in the beauty of that and just noticing how it feels in my body as it it processes, you know, there's different ways that you can do that, but we have to actively tell ourselves that we, that we care about ourselves and we want to demonstrate that care in X, Y, and Z way.
1: And it's so hard for us as nurses, even myself, you have to be intentional And self-discipline is so hard, but possible. Mm -hmm. And I like to compare it to work. When you sign up for a shift or you're expected to be at work at 7 a.m. or 7 p.m., you're there. The alarm is set. You do everything that you need to do to get there on time. We have to do the same for ourselves. We have to create time and space to pour into ourselves, to fill ourselves back up. And it's just something we're just not used to. And my theory is, is, you know, with this pandemic, we just didn't have the capacity to really deal with it because we were already stressed before the pandemic, the pandemic hit. And then we don't know what the hell to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, the thing with the pandemic is we all had our our, our regular schedules, our nine to fives, or I mean, for, for nurses is like, Completely like random hours. I mean, maybe it's like five five to nine, you know. So, um, you know, we we all had we all had our, our regular hours, and all of a sudden things changed. Like, sort of not overnight, but it felt like that. It's just a really quick abrupt shift. And we never really had the chance to examine, like, okay, how do we want to participate with this shift? It's just more so like, okay, now now you have to go to work. Now you have to do this. Now you have to do this especially nurses, y'all didn't really have the time to stop and say, "Okay, this is what I need. This is how I'm going to cultivate this time for myself. It was just more like got to get to work because you all are needed in this particular moment. And I find that this is this is something with human nature and specifically within the West. Whenever we thrive on feeling needed and we thrive on feeling wanted and we thrive on that, that sort of like that pool. So when someone says, I need you, it's like, okay. So then you kind of gravitate toward them. You don't put on your own seatbelt because now someone else is asking you to put on a seatbelt for them. So you're like, okay, well, let me go do that. And that within itself is rooted in, honestly, in trauma. Um, we have this, this patterning that we say that we need to put someone else's needs above our own. And whenever we're needed, we need to gravitate toward that. You know, it's like that fly, like, like that moth, when they see the light, they're like, oh, let me go toward the light, you know? So it goes back to what we were saying before, recognizing that, that, that traumatic pattern of, I need to feel needed. And so I'm going to go toward those, those spaces that, that remind me that I'm needed versus going inward and saying, I need myself in this moment, that's, no one in society teaches that we don't learn that in school and family members don't really know that as well. So they don't teach it to us either. So we have to do these different wellness practices to remind us that we need ourselves and to demonstrate that through these different means.
1: Ooh, you hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> <Bing>. <laughs> yes. Yes. And as nurses, as caregivers, we're givers. We want to give. That's why we're in the profession. Oh my goodness. You just hit the nail on the head. But it's also important to examine where that feeling comes from, that trauma. What is that trauma? How do you deal with that? What do you need to help deal with that trauma? Therapy? Do you need a coach? Do you need a mentor? What do you need? Who do you need? I always say it's important to really try to understand what's going on with you, whether it's trauma, whether it's Thriving on stress, whether it's whatever it is, but really what's the root cause of it? And even in doing that, you have to do exactly what you said. You have to go inward. Mm-hmm. You have to go inward to really examine that.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and we're not trained to do that. We're always trained to look outward for the answers. You know, it. if you want to know something, Google it. If you want to learn something, read about it in a book you know, or watch a TED Talk or watch a lecture, but no one tells you to just stop and listen to yourself. You know, be with yourself for 30 minutes, journal, maybe nothing comes out for the first 28 minutes, but in that 29th minute, you wrote that one sentence that will change the course of your life. But we're not taught to sit with that. We're taught to just like seek out the answers very quickly. And this is a a byproduct of our our capitalistic colonialized world that that we live in, that we have to find that savior. We have to find that answer outward versus realizing that savior is within it's deep within us, but we have to, we have to trust that it's there. We have to go inward and find it and find a coach or a teacher or a therapist or someone to empower us, to encourage us to look inward and find that within ourselves.
1: I think it's very interesting that people don't like to spend time alone I think that's very, very interesting, but then you want to be around people. You want people to be around you, but you don't want to be around yourself. I think that's something to examine. Mm -hmm. And you're right. We are human beings being by yourself. You have the answer. You have the answer, that intuition that, you know, that intuition that you feel in your stomach, it tells you, I call it your anchor. You know, that's your anchor that tells you you go going the wrong way. You're making the wrong decision. You know, you shouldn't do that. You should do, you know, but we don't listen. But spending time alone is so powerful. And I have to tell you a story about journaling. So I run a journaling circle every month and we do the same prompts every month. And yeah. I have to tell you, every month I cry. It's like a cleanse because new thoughts, things I haven't even thought about. You know, I go there and I'm like, oh, well, it's 11 o'clock. We're going to go journal. Feeling fine with my coffee, but then once you get quiet and you start uncovering some things, things come up. But it's so powerful,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so 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 powerful.
2: Yeah. So
1: how can we get people to slow down? How can we get them to slow down and find their anchor? Well,
2: the first thing, that like, I mean, there's oh, so much that comes up, but um, the first thing that I'll say is to to realize that we have we have our bodies and we have our breath. And, and, and those are two things that we have all the time with us. And, re, and communicating with them and tuning in with them is one way to just stop it and slow down because everything is happening really, really fast out there. So like cars are zipping by and being asked to do X, Y, and Z. But I can stop here and take a really deep breath and hold my breath for like 30 seconds. And and watch how it feels. My perception of time starts to shift. So time doesn't move as fast anymore because now within a minute I'm taking two breaths versus 30 breaths. If you imagine taking 30 breaths within a minute, that like that's just like you know you're hyperventilating and then time just goes by really really fast and then you feel really anxious. And the second you shift your breath, it changes everything. And you know going into science, it taps into the the vagus nerve, for example, and so it really shifts your whole per- perception. Um, and I'll say with the body. When we tune into the body, I think that's one of the most important things because we are nature, our our bodies, our our skin cells, you know, we are an aspect of nature itself and you you can go outside and look at a tree and, and watch how a tree moves, you can see how a squirrel will run up to something and stop and just kind of look look around for a second. And so if nature is able to move in that slow way and we're also an aspect of nature, then we also have the potential to move slowly as well. You know, it's it's always fascinating for me to remind myself that I am an aspect of nature. We're all nature. And some and, there are animals that move fast and there are animals that move slow. So we have the potential to slow down. And when we do, it changes the perception of everything.
1: Message slow <laughs> down. Slow mm-hmm. down. That is the message. Yeah, slow down and see what happens. So I challenge all of you who can hear my voice slow down, be intentional about your day. Do it one day this week, one day. Just take it slow. So before we wrap up, Sifu, any last words of wisdom you have for our listeners before we get to our rapid fire? Because I cannot let you get out of here without doing a rapid fire.
2: (laughs) I'm excited for that. Um, One piece of wisdom that I have, and this has been very helpful for me lately, um, I I used to be a head of an an education company and I had back-to-back meetings with students of of from around the world. And my sleep schedule is like really messed up because of that. And I had to learn to, and you've talked about this before, but I've, I've learned to schedule little breaks within my day, um, whether it be five or 10 minutes, and to honor those breaks. Because the thing is you can you can set the intention of like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take a five minute break, but then some something is going to come up. And then you'd be like, okay, well, let me just handle that. No, if you say you're gonna make time for yourself, make time for yourself. And really honor that because what's happening on the spiritual level, because I teach things from a spiritual perspective is when you create that time, you're telling your soul, this is the time that I want to communicate with you, that I want to be more closely related to you. And if you keep, if you keep ghosting your soul, if you keep like skipping out on those dates, then it's like, okay, then, you know, you lose this, this, um, this connection that you're trying to develop. So realize that these time blocks that that, that you're creating are dates that you're having with your own soul and honor that time, honor it, cherish it and be quiet and listen to yourself during that time.
1: (laughs) What? (laughs) Make time for your soul. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So I'm always saying, put yourself on the calendar, but make an appointment with your soul. That is powerful. Well, I would love to end this right here because <laughs> that was really a mic drop. Make an appointment with your soul, creating that time to reconnect. Wow.
2: Yeah. And I'll give a, a journal prompt um, toward that because it's been really helpful for me. Um, what I do almost every morning is I... I sit in silence and I ask my soul, I ask, how can I become a little bit more familiar to you today? So what can I do to become a little bit more familiar, a little bit more friendly, a little bit more um, connected to you today? And it's always interesting what answer comes up. It's it's unexpected, but when it comes up, I do it. Because my soul is asking for something and I'm like, okay, well, let me provide for you. You know, you're, you're a nurse, you're a caregiver, you care for other people. If you ask that question and your soul is asking for something, put on your, your nurse's hat and give to your soul in that way. So you're not losing your, your, your giving self, but you're giving to something that's going to feed you and going to help you continue on.
1: Mm. That is powerful. That is powerful. Wow. All right. Well, I guess we have to do the rapid fire because I said we're doing a rapid fire, but... (laughs) Yay! (laughs) All right. So wellness means...
2: Finding happiness in the everyday.
1: I know I'm stressed when...
2: I haven't had time to sit and drink tea. For me, if I haven't had my tea, I'm just like, ah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I guess that's the answer to the next one. My go-to stress management solution is?
2: Martial arts and meditation.
1: Awesome. And one thing I learned about myself during the pandemic is?
2: That I really appreciate being alone and the silence of being in my own space. I've learned to love, love, love silence. It's just, it's everything. It's necessary for me.
1: Yes. And my last question for you is, what is something people get wrong about you?
2: Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Um, people put me in a box. and <laughs> People put me in a box because they see me and they expect something. But when they get to know me, like people are surprised that I speak Chinese, that I do martial arts, that I... That I'm um, an, an Olympic level martial artist. That I am super feminine and expressive. Like people, whenever they see me, they have this image of who I am. But they're always surprised beyond that. And that's just not. That's not just me. That's everyone. You know, we all have unique, fascinating, rich lives. And if we meet someone that's interested in learning about that, then we've met the right person. And that person is going to help us achieve that next level of wellness that we're hoping to find within ourselves.
1: Ooh, and with that i just want to say it's important to connect with people connect yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes so with that we will definitely have to have you back soon <laughs> this was a oh this was a rich conversation but thank you so much for spending your time with us thank you for dropping some nuggets and some gems and giving us some things to think about
2: i appreciate it thank you so much for having me and i hope you all find the time for yourself you find rest you find space and you find silence to go within.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best.
0: If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Hopeful Hints, hosted by Dr. Tara, guides and supports those on the often challenging and isolating journey of women's health concerns and infertility. There's a particularly powerful episode that you should check out called All Things Endometriosis, which dives deep into understanding the condition to help the many women who suffer from endometriosis and have no idea they have it, and healthcare providers who are uneducated about it, making the diagnosis process so difficult. Check out Hopeful Hints on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.